Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. This is Saturday, September 28th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 174 of the WWS Radio Network's weekly pop weekly review show. This is WCWS Power Hour. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, this is Mr. WWS Chad Henshaw back on the line here with you. As of course, I'll be coming in here with you with your with your review of everything that's taken place here that took place this past week in the WWS Radio Network. Plus, also bring you today's wrestling history and birthdays, and also some wrestling news tidbits, courtesy of our friends at ForLovingMania.com. Of course, the other members of the panel, way too tough to handle here, of course, taking much-needed time off after a busy week of, talk, of wrestling discussion, wrestling talk, of course. Uh, also, uh, also a very uh, unique uh, trivia championship matchup, and I'll talk more about that here in just a few moments. But if you care to listen in here, of course, for 174 Power Hour this, this evening, please feel free to give us a call. Phone number is always 1 605 562 0444. Caller ID 141 364 pound. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything that we have to talk about here this evening. So let's. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, let's not waste any time. Let's go on right ahead and get to, of course, the business at hand. We will, of course, start things off with today's wrestling history and birthdays here for <clears throat> for today, September the 28th. Uh, okay, yes. Uh, 34 years ago today, we concluded at 1985, AWA presented Super Clash 85 Night of Champions from Kaminsky Park in Chicago, Illinois. 20,347 fans were in attendance for the co-promoted card presented under the Pro Wrestling USA banner. Of course, as you know, NWA, WCCW, and All Japan Pro Wrestling were all represented on this card as well. The two top promoters of Pro Wrestling USA was AWA's Vern Gagne and Jim Crockett Jr. of the NWA disputed the gate receipts. Crockett claimed $288,000, while Gagne only claimed $200,000 was made. The $88,000 difference, nearly $200,000 a day when adjusted for inflation, was enough for Crockett to pull his performers out of future AWA events 
and eventually out of Pro Wrestling USA all together. Here are the matches that took place at Super Clash 59 of Champions. Steve Regal defeated Brad Regans, retained the AWA World Light Heavyweight Championship. Sherry Martell defeated Kenny Devine to win the AWA World Women's Championship. Tenru, Giant Baba, and Jumbo Saruta defeated the Long Riders, Bill Irwin and Scott, Bill and Scott Irwin, and also teaming up with the legendary Harley Race. Little Tokyo defeated Little Mr. T to retain the NWA Midgets Championship. Neil Mascaris defeated Buddy Roberts. Carrie Von Erich defeated Jimmy Garvin to retain the WCCW Texas Heavyweight title. Kurt Henning, Greg Gagne, and Scott Hall defeated Larry Zabisco, Nick Brockwinkle, and Ray Stevens. The Road Warriors, Hawk and Animal, defeat the Fabulous Freebirds, Michael Hayes and Terry Gordy by DQ to retain the AWA World Tag Team titles. Ivan Koloff, Crusher Khrushchev, and Nikita Koloff defeated Baron Von Raschke, Dick the Bruiser, and the Crusher. Sergeant Slaughter defeated Boris Zukov by DQ to, re to retain the AWA America's title. Jerry Blackwell defeated Kamala in a body slam match. Ric Flair defeated Magnum TA to retain the NWA World Heavyweight title. And Rick Martell and Stan Hansen fall to a double DQ in an AWA World Heavyweight title match. <clears throat> excuse me there, ladies and excuse me there, ladies and gentlemen, while I, while I make while I make some uh, uh, while I make some while I make some adjustments here. Uh, Sorry there, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and we'll continue with our history here. Give me just one second. Sorry about that, folks. We're just uh, we're just checking something here. Okay. Sorry about that. Okay. <clears throat> uh, let's get back. Let's get back to, of course, our discussion here. Uh, Twenty-six years ago today, which we put it at 1993, at a WWF Wrestling Challenge taping in Worcester, Massachusetts, Ludwig Borga defeated Tatanka. The loss is the first for Tatanka in a televised match since his TV debut in February 1992. It would get he was taken out by Yokozuna post-match, taking him out of Survivor Series pay-per-view. Tatanka would be sidelined until early 1994. He would never exactly get revenge on Borga. Ludwig injured his ankle just days before the event. Uh, let's see here. 25 years ago today, we'll put it at 1994. So, yes. WWF tapes the first two episodes of Action Zone from White Plains, New York. In the debut episode, Bret Hart defeated his brother Owen to retain the WWF title. Per pre-match stipulations, Owen could not challenge for the title again as long as Bret Hart was champion. 
And if I'm not mistaken correctly, I think Jim Neidhart was in the corner of Owen or the British Bulldog was in the corner of Grit. Also at the taping, Shawn Michaels and Diesel defeated the 1-2-3 Kid and Razor Ramon to retain the WWF Tag Team titles. 22 years ago today, which was put in 1997 in Kawasaki Stadium in Kawasaki, Japan, Atushi Onita defeated Wing Kanemura in a no-ropes barbed wire exploding landmine cage match. On the undercard, Masato Tanaka defeated Mike Austin to unify the FMW Brass Knuckles and Independent Heavyweight titles. Also, Vader defeated Ken Shamrock in an Ultimate Rules match. Of course, there. Of course, there. Of course, um, there is a video linked here to this, and uh, I believe I believe there was a a a, 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 a link to a showing this particular match, and. <clears throat> But, uh, but I don't think we have that working right now at this time. Sorry there, ladies and gentlemen. We're just... Uh, okay. uh, let me see. Sorry about that here, folks. Uh, of course, a very interesting next moment here. Very, very unique there indeed. Uh, 21 years ago today, I put it at 1998, on Raw is war hailing from Detroit, Michigan. Let's see. Vince McMahon attempts to award the WWF title to Undertaker and or Kane when Stone Cold Steve Austin crashes the ceremony in a Zamboni machine, which, as you know, is one of those machines that they take to these ice rinks and they smooth out the ice that way people can skate on it they use it for hockey i'm sure for hockey games figure skating championships and just at regular ice skating rinks and all that too he breaks through security and gets a few free shots in on that man before being hauled off in handcuffs again also not only broke through security he broke a few light fixtures and temporary knocked out audio of the live broadcast the zamboni crash is one of the most replayed moments in the show's history and in the case of a bad day, get after McMahon made some disparaging remarks towards Undertaker and Kane and announced that the two would face off with a vacated title for following month's pay-per-view judgment day, the Brothers of Destruction break Vince McMahon's leg. In the show's main event, The Rock, Ken Shamrock, and Mankind defeated The Undertaker and Kane in a three-on-two handicap match. What an interesting, uh, an interesting, of course, uh, very unique uh, encounter right there. 21 years ago today, we put it also in 1998 on Nitro from Rochester, New York. Hulk Hogan and Bret Hart fought to a new contest. Believe it or not, it is the only televised singles match between the two in wrestling history. We never saw it in the WWF. I mean, I think one time when Hulk Hogan came out to help Randy Savage at, at the time when Bret was part of the Hart Foundation, and, um, and it was it was after like a uh, Randy Savage was trying to get the IC title off the honky tonk man, and I think of course it pretty much ended with the Hart Foundation of course kind of interfering in that. And remember at the time Jimmy Hart was managing both the honky tonk man and the Hart Foundation. Um, while Elizabeth went to go, when they when they thought that she was gone for good, she of course eventually came back with Hulk Hogan, that the honky tonk man and the Hart Foundation pretty much. Kind of did a number of Randy Savage, even Honky Tonk Man hitting 
Randy Savage on the head with a guitar. And then I think there was one occasion where Hulk Hogan pretty much took down the Heart, the Heart Foundation and the Honky Tonk Man. And I think I did see one time Hulk Hogan land a couple of punches on Bret Hart. So it was very unique there indeed. Uh, let's see here. Anyway, let's just get back to this. Uh, 19 years ago today, put it at the year 2000, at a SmackDown taping in Richmond, Virginia. The British Bulldog and Triple H, Triple H fought to a no contest in the WWF title match. The Rockwell is a special referee, and it features perhaps the best people's elbow ever. Ever, of course. Uh, let's see here. Uh, uh, let's see here. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, let's see three. Eight years ago today, put it 2011, WWE signed the bashing Bulgarian Miroslav Bernyashev, that's how I can pronounce it, trained by Gangrel and Rikishi at Nuts Pro Wrestling Academy. He has garnered success and continues to do so in WWE as, of course, was once known as Alexander Rusev, which now he's now called Rusev. And according to the page I'm reading off, they marked out the name Alexander. But, of course, he was originally known as Alexander Rusev at the time. But now he's just now known as Rusev. Uh, let's see here. Three, uh, four, years, four years ago today, uh, put it at 2015. WWE suspends Dylan Fustel, of course, also known as Hornswoggle, for 30 days after he violated the WWE's wellness policy. Fustel had been on WWE programming since March 2015 when he took time off to deal with a shoulder injury. He would never again appear, appear again on WWE programming before finally being released on May 6, 2016, 10 years to the day that he actually signed with WWE. A week after his release, of course, the former Hornswoggle opened up publicly about his suspension on the on the Steve Austin Show podcast, and he said this, I've never been a drug user ever in my career ever. The suspension came about because he was unable to provide a urine sample with the required, within the required two-hour window. Section D, Section 8D of the WWE's wellness policy does state that town must submit a sample within two hours of notice that they could be that refusing the test triggering a violation. Postel was the company's first, first announced violator of the policy since Ricardo Rodriguez in July 2013, and the last until, of course, Connor and Adam Rose each go down for 60 days with their second violations in April of, of uh, I believe, let me see, uh, I believe it was 2015 as well. Let's see, what did we say? Uh, yeah, that's right. 2015. That's right. Okay, sorry about that. Uh, also, four years ago today, 2015, WWE announced that SummerSlam will remain at Barclays Center in Brooklyn, New York, through 2017. This comes off the massive, massive success that SummerSlam weekend was the month before. With not only the event, but NXT Takeover Brooklyn and Monday Night Raw the day before and after SummerSlam, all playing to sell out crowds. Here's the press release in part from WWE.com itself. Stanford, Connecticut, and Brooklyn, New York. Barclays Center, New York, and company in WWE have agreed to a multi-year deal to bring SummerSlam, Monday Night Raw, and NXT back to Barclays Center in Brooklyn in August 2016 and also 2017. This announcement comes on the heels of an extraordinary SummerSlam week last in August of 2015, which saw WWE sell out Barclays Center for an unprecedented three consecutive nights with NXT TakeOver Brooklyn, SummerSlam, and Monday Night Raw. Here are the 2016 key dates right here. 
Saturday, August 20th, it was NXT. August 21st, it was SummerSlam. Monday, August 22nd, was Monday Night Raw. The 2017 dates uh, was Saturday, August 9th, NXT. Saturday, Sunday, August 20th, SummerSlam. And Monday, August 21st, Monday Night Raw. This year's SummerSlam went combined with the best of sports and entertainment while leaving a lasting impact on the host community. John Stewart served as host of SummerSlam in his first public appearance since retiring as host of The Daily Show. And also star of Arrow, Stephen Amell, teamed up with WWE superstar Neville, who is now packing AEW, to take on WWE superstar Stardust, who is, of course, now Cody Rhodes in AEW, and King Barrett. ESPN's coverage of SummerSlam included exclusive interviews with WWE superstar Brock Lesnar, and ESPN Sports Center broadcast live from SummerSlam throughout the day. In addition, WWE joined forces charity buzz to raise more than $200,000 for Answer the Call, the New York Police and Fire Widows and Children's Benefit Fund, while hosting 10 community outreach events, including the record-setting 500th wish granted by WWE superstar John Cena for making a wish. Of course, we are thrilled to build on the success of the 2015 SummerSlam and welcome WWE back to Brooklyn in 2016 and 17. Big events like SummerSlam helped some in New York City's appeal as a dynamic, high-energy destination, said Mayor Bill de Blasso. We're thankful for WWE's commitment to Brooklyn and look forward to a long, long partnership that benefits the city. We're excited to be hosting WWE SummerSlam for the next two years, said Brent, Brent, Brent Warmark, at the time CEO of Barclays Center. We had an incredible experience this past August, and we're looking forward to continuing our partnership with WWE and also NYC and Company. Barclays Center, NYC and Company, and the City of New York have been incredible partners with WWE, and we are pleased that SummerSlam will once again take over New York City in August 2016 and 17, said John P. Sabor, WWE Executive Vice President of Special Events. We look forward to building on the success of this year's event to take SummerSlam week to even greater heights. SummerSlam back in 2015 was originally scheduled to take place at the IZOD Center in East Weatherford, New Jersey, but the New Jersey Sports and Exposition Authority voted in January 2015 to close the building after the arena posted major losses in 2013 with the opening of the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. Uh, to, we have some, uh, of course, we have we have some birthdays here indeed. Um, Today, today is a happy, let's see, today is a happy 31st birthday to Nathan Everhart, or as best known to the wrestling fans as Jason Jordan. Everhart began wrestling at seven years old, thinking and thinking amateur wrestling was just like the pros. The three-sport athlete in high school, of course, football and baseball, in addition to wrestling, was drafted out of high school for professional baseball, but he turned it down to wrestle in college. He wrestled for the University of Indiana and was ranked among the top 15 wrestlers in the country three years running, qualifying for the NCAA Division I National Championship. In his senior year, Everhart weighed at just 225 pounds, went 35-0, and was ranked as high as second in the country among heavyweights. Everhart also worked as a student coach, leading three wrestlers to All-American status. After being scouted by Gerald Briscoe, Everhart participated in a WWE tryout and was offered a contract. But Nathan turned it down, wanted to complete his college degree first. He would graduate in a, with a bachelor's in biology with minors in chemistry, chemistry, social science, and medicine. In July 2011, Everhart signed a WWE developmental deal. He would take on the ring name Jason Jordan. In 
July 2012, Jordan and C.J. Parker were the second-to-last tag team champions before Florida Championship Wrestling's shutdown later that summer. Jordan found limited success in NXT from 2012 to early 2015 before fellow amateur wrestler Chad Gable convinced Jordan to partner with him. It took two months, but the hard sale worked. Though initially heels, the duo were turned babyface during the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic due to their fighting spirit during their semifinal match against the team of Baron Corbin and Rhino. In January 2016, the duo adopted the name American Alpha. After knocking off three former tag team champions, American Alpha defeated the Revival to win the NXT Tag Team titles at NXT TakeOver Dallas. They would lose the titles back to the Revival at TakeOver DN. Jordan and Gable were drafted to SmackDown in July 2016. Two weeks later, they debuted with a win over the Vault Villains. American Alpha made it to the finals of a tournament to crown SmackDown's first tag team champions after quickly dispatching the Usos. But Gable was taken out at the knees by the Usos post-match, rendering them unable to compete for the titles at Backlash. Jordan's face is painted on the wall of the campus's university gymnasium as a tribute to his accomplishments at the school. Jordan revealed on an episode of Breaking Ground that he is the only one of four brothers that was not incarcerated. Today, ladies and gentlemen, is also a very happy, let's see, 56th birthday to Steve Blackman. Born in Anvil, Pennsylvania, Blackman took up competitive bodybuilding and weightlifting for time professional wrestling. He trained at Tony Altimore's wrestling school in Connecticut. Blackman briefly worked for Stu Hart Stampede Wrestling before making sporadic appearances for the WWF in 1988. He defeated David Davis in his debut match for the company. Contract with malaria and dysentery while wrestling in South Africa in 1989. Wyman would be bedridden for two years, during which time he lost most of his muscle mass. After recovering from malaria, Blackman spent four years in physical therapy, recovering his conditioning. He would take out martial arts, specifically tight, Pondo and Eskrima. After getting back into fighting shape, Blackman contacted friends Owen Hart and Brian Tillman for a WWF tryout. Blackman would debut for the WWF in November 1997 as a crown member who jumped to guardrail to fend off an attack by the Hart Foundation against Vader. He would replace the Patriot as a member of Team USA against Team Canada at Survivor Series. Blackman would be the first man eliminated in that bout via countout, while Team Canada would go on to win the bout. Blackman would go on an undefeated run before being defeated by, in May 1998 by Jeff Jarrett. Around that time, he would team with Ken Shamrock in his battles against the Nation of Domination. He would develop a reputation as the peacemaker, equalizing run-ins and interference when one side would bend the rules. Blackman took on Mark Merrill in the first round of the Brawl for All tournament. Blackman would win, but he suffered an injury in the bout, allowing Merrill to advance in his place. In the fall, the Blackman-Shamrock alliance fell apart after he came the aid of Shamrock against Owen Hart and Dan Seven. Steve was suplexed by Shamrock. Blackman Blabman would return to favor. Blackman would turn heel in early 1999 as a hired hitman for Shane and Vincent Mann. Blackman called Shamrock a match at the 1999 King of the Ring tournament. This led to an Iron Circle match and a Lions Den match at Fully Loaded as, and, and SummerSlam, both of which Shamrock won. In the fall of 1999, Blackman formed a team with Al Snow, unofficially known as Head Cheese. Snow tried to make Blackman wear a cheese head hat to compliment the mannequin head that Al carried. The straight man, funny man duo served mostly as comedy jobbers or in skits where Snow usually tried to come up with a gimmick for the duo 
usually to disastrous results. The duo lasted until WrestleMania 2000 when the two lost to TNA, post testing out. After two, the two went their separate ways. Blackman joined the WWF's hardcore division, where the title was contended under the 24-7 rules. When Blackman was champion, hardly anyone came after him as a surprise attack due to his martial arts background. Steve Steve's most memorable hardcore title match came to Shane McMahon at SummerSlam 2000. Blackman climbed the Titantron after Shane McMahon would eventually knock him off with a signature cane. Steve would then drop an elbow on Shane to win the match in the title total in 2000 2001 he holds for most combined days as champion with 172 and and his fourth or longest single title reigns at 89 days in early 2001 blackman formed the team's grandmaster sex a of course brian christopher jerry lawler's son again with steve playing the straight-faced man to the flamboyant sex a team split up when christopher was arrested for crossing the u.s canadian border with illegal drugs Blackman's final appearance came in June 2001 when he, along with other WWE mid-carters, ran off an impending WCW invasion. After being sidelined with an injury not appearing on WWE programming for more than a year, Blackman was released following his contract expiration in 2002. He would make one last appearance for the company in a 15th anniversary Battle Royal on Raw in December 2007. In 2003, Blackman opened a selfish school in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, teaching jiu-jitsu and wrestling. He reopened the school in 2006 to expand to mixed martial arts classes. As of 2016, Blackman is married and has a daughter. He is also a, he was also a bail bondsman at that time. I'm not sure if he's still doing that now. But that's what we have. That's what we that's what we know as of right now. So happy birthday, of course. Like I said, 31st birthday to J- Jason Jordan, and happy 56th birthday to Steve Blackman here today. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, with your history and birthdays here. For today, September the 28th. Let's give you the phone number one more time. 1605-562-0444. Caller ID 138. I mean, I'm sorry, 141-364 pound. Excuse me. This is episode 174 of the WWS Power Hour. This is Saturday. Mr. WWS, Chad Hinshaw on the line here with you. As of course, like I said, the rest of the panel with you have the handle, of course, taking a much needed time off. Uh, after, of course, this past week here of uh, big time wrestling talk and action here, <clears throat> and so we, and speaking of which, let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get right on here to that here, folks. Uh, of course, uh, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is of course this is of course next week. As you know, will be the beginning of a brand new era in the world of professional wrestling, as we will of course first see, of course NXT make it. Make the WWE Network, USA Network, just one second. Yes. Yeah. He's fine. He has not moved. I've been checking on him. He's fine. No, it's not. I looked at it. It's not. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll be there as soon as I can. Well, I'm getting ready to. I mean, the 
I'll go ahead and unlock the door. I'll be there in a minute. Okay, well, I'm sorry about that, but like that's what they told me at Hardy's, okay? I'm okay. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back here with you in just a few moments, and we're going to take a little bit of a breather here. And before I get continue to talk about, of course, everything going on here this past week, uh, but just stand by. I late for this one second. I will be right back here with episode 174 of WCF Power Hour. Please uh, stand by.
Ladies and gentlemen, we're back here, of course, to take a little bit of a breather. Episode 174, WWS Power Hour. Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw here, back on the line here with you as we, of course, discuss or discussing, of course, coming up here, coming up here this week. Obviously, you know, with, of course, the move from NXT from the WWE Network to the USA Network. And also, of course, the debut of AEW, of course, on TNT, of course, once again. Uh, this is going to be, of course, the question still, the question still being raised. This is still being raised now. Will this help WWE in their war with AEW? Some say yes, some say no. This is going. This is going to be looked at here. I'm sure over the next, especially over the next next several months. Of course, since because of AEW's, because of AEW's, of course. Uh, popularity even before AEW was was ever big. Of course, obviously since the uh, even before the pay per view they had back in May. Of course, Double or Nothing is when all this was started talking about. I mean, they were talking about this since, of course, since <clears throat> since obviously since uh, last Christmas, before last Christmas. So this is going to be a big. This is going to be big indeed, folks. To see what all happens here. And of course, we, we we throw out our points of view here as, as to what as to what that would be some things that they can do, and they still, of course, are not really, you know, doing what what you know that has been promised here for quite some time. That is listening, listening to what the fans have to say, and we continuing to do it their their way. Of course, actually, if you think about, it, ladies and gentlemen, the one man that's really kind of doing. All this to his own company, obviously, is Vince McMahon. And apparently, he's not gonna he's not gonna let up here and all that unless the idea was 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 came, came solidly from his brain. Apparently, ladies and gentlemen, it's not going to it's not going to fall through any anytime soon. WWE is going to be going to be some major league trouble, you know, coming up here coming coming up here in the next little bit. And, and like I said, AEW is proving to be is going to be proving to be that humongous threat. But like I said, we're going to have to wait and see how they fare and all that on their first night in, in, of the Wednesday night of, of the Wednesday night wars here between, like I said, WWE and AEW. Of course, in the form in WWE's case, you know, between NXT and AEW. So we're going to, have to definitely wait and see what all is going to happen with this. Uh, of course, we talked about what took place on Monday Night Raw, what took place on SmackDown Live. Uh, a lot of big time stories here, of course, kind of kind of waged in here a little bit, including, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we also had our big triple threat match on Wolfpack this past Thursday for the LWO US World Title. Of course, JD, since winning the belt last week from Fonzie, uh, in the return match for Fonzie, and of course, John even threw in his name in the hat last week, and of course, he was involved in this match here as well. But ladies and gentlemen, I will go ahead and talk about this. Um, <clears throat> I will go ahead and talk about talk about this here. Uh, ever since, like I said, this what happened here Thursday night here. You know, this happened only two nights ago. This is kind of weighed on everyone's mind here. Apparently, some some were being said. Some people, some of those are saying, including of course, and I hate to really put him on the spot, but of course, the heartbreak kid Fonzie is feeling that we were not, we were not. Uh, correct in, in in announcing the in announcing the final t- the final score here for the match on Thursday night. 
Um, and of course, like I said, we, ladies and gentlemen, of course, especially myself, since coming up with the Trivia Championship Series, we have always done our very, very best to be fair. Even, of course, even even kind of hyping it up a little bit here, you know, if, of course, all this started getting really 10 times popular. And, of course, of course, ladies and gentlemen, you got to keep in mind here with what happened <clears throat> here this past week. You know, the match was starting to get a bit more intense, you know, especially as far as J.D. Fonson was concerned. And, of course, uh, and of course, that's why we even lifted it a little bit to, like I said, to first one to 300 instead of 200 points would, would no doubt go for it. And, like I said, both, everyone, like I said, did their part. And then everyone, like I said, played a magnificent game performed a very magnificent match. Of course, as you know, J.D. did retain the belt. Um, <clears throat> but, of course, what was dis discussed here, of course, on – what was discussed here, of course, on uh, Revolution last night, of course, as the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodd was a witness to this, what was ultimately decided was that next – this coming Tuesday night, ladies and gentlemen, on Revolution, after our thoughts and opinions on the Monday Night Wars, we are going to, have, of course, finally have a rubber match to, to settle the whole – whole thing between JD and Fonzie. LWOUS world title will be up for grabs, of course, <clears throat> in a family feud style matchup here. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to keep it and we're going to keep it simple just like it has been. The first one to 200 points will be will be the LWOUS world champion. So of course, like I said, JD has an opportunity to retain it one more time. And even of course Fonzie will have an, one more opportunity to try to win it. So, like I said here, folks, it's going to be big here coming up here on Revolution this coming Tuesday night, 138055 pound. As we, of course, right after our review of this coming Monday night's Raw, we will have, of course, this matchup here to settle the, to settle the score here between J.D. and Fonzie over this championship. And, of course, with the continuation of our online contenders question, of course, there'll be another one coming up here hopefully sometime this evening. <clears throat> of course, uh, J.D., John, Fonzie, and Michelle, and several other folks, of course, are involved. Uh, we all, of course, everyone cannot wait, of course, to really, cannot cannot wait to, of course, to really uh, take part take part in what should be a big time and a big time encounter here. <clears throat> so, it will be it will be, of course, like I said, a very a very unique matchup here coming up here this Tuesday night on Revolution. Uh, also, it was good to hear, of course, from the Black Widow, Michelle Lynn Dodds, who has, has been under the weather for quite for the last several weeks, of course. And also, ladies and gentlemen, you recall her son, of course, next big thing, Caleb Dodds. He is, of course, uh, a he is, of course, becoming very, very hyped up, of course, in the uh, in, of course, in high school football. Uh, but nonetheless, here we do, of course, like I said, once again, extend our congratulations to him. Um, of course, we, of course, like I said, in the long run here, um, we always strive and try to do what we feel is best. And of course, like I said, we are, like I said, we try our best to maintain, of course, a level of excellence that we have been, we have been known for here since 2015, of course. <clears throat> and of course, everyone that's been involved with our shows here, of course, knows that we do our very, very best. And and they appreciate what all we what all we are able to do. So, like I said, we are we are thankful to those who continue to listen to us, who continue to download our shows from TalkShoe.com. 
of course, as you know, Revolution is already hit almost come up to almost 9,500 downloads already uh, by itself. You know, ever since it, of course, the very first show started in 2015. Uh, we are, of course, last night we reached 732 episodes. Uh, of course, we are, let's see, we are about 200, let's see, 268 episodes away, ladies and gentlemen, from hitting the big 1,000. So, like I said, sometime down the road here, you know, a lot of big things will, could, in fact, you know, possibly take place sometime down the road for, a, for of course, the mothership. But we'll definitely we'll have to wait and see. We'll definitely have we'll definitely have to wait and see what all happens there with that. Uh, <clears throat> but, but I don't know. I think this was a real good week here. Of course, a big time show that we talked about here. Uh, of course, our live video feeds was was 100% excellent. Uh, of course, from uh, ECWS, this is extreme. Also, Hardy Boys fans, WCCWS Forever Strong, and WCWS Dynasty. Of course, excellent live video feeds here. Uh, <clears throat> we did have a couple little internet uh, uh, blemishes, of course, here during the week, but of course, it could not be helped. But nonetheless, the videos were still fantastic. And I do, of course, thank our groups for allowing us to put, put those videos up there, of course, indeed. Also, ladies and gentlemen, speaking of our tribute groups in the WWS table of groups, also a new thing that we've just started here this week, started with ECWS and has also gone into many of our tribute groups, of course, on Facebook. Uh, we have started post, I have posted a question. I've posted a, um, posted a comment here uh, asking everyone to give their take about what they, about how, what their feelings are about, about, uh, of course, all the big time moments here that have taken place here in several wrestling organizations of the past that, and of course, some of them are not around anymore uh, and some that are, but like I said, I mean, like who their favorite wrestler is, any big time moments that took place at a pay-per-view or just special wrestling moments in general. We'd love to hear what you have to say. Of course, like I said, we've had several comments on several, in several of our groups, including ROHUS, WCCWUS, ECWUS, um, AEWS, uh, well, we and we have more to come here, folks. So, like I said, be sure to look at, be sure to watch, look at all that very carefully, and we love to get your, we love to get your take here about, um, we love to get your take here about uh, about what, you, what, how you feel about certain certain pieces of wrestling history here. I mean. Like I said, if it pertains to any of the organizations that we pay tribute tribute to, to through these groups that we have, we'd love to hear what you have to say. So be sure to please post. Like I said, uh, and like I, said, I named some of the groups that were that were that are like I said, involved so far. No, there is more to come here, folks. So be sure to definitely keep a watch out for all that in the WWS table groups post on Facebook. Let's give the number one more time: one six zero five. 562-0444, caller ID 141-364-POUND. This is episode 174 of WWS Power Hour. This is Saturday, September 28, 2019. Uh, we are now at three minutes after 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time. Of course, Mr. WWS, Chad Henshaw here, back on the line here with you as we, of course, continue on. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to go ahead and give you, of course, uh, some, uh, some quick wrestling stories here, courtesy of our friends at 411 Mania, and when we get that pulled up here, folks, I will go ahead and remind you, everyone, once again, 
that we do thank our friends at 411mania.com for allowing us here in the WWS radio network, uh, for allowing us to read their stories on all of our shows, including Revolution, Wolfpack, uh, Power Hour, of course, Raw Radio, Outside the Ropes, WWS This Morning, and and others here, folks. So, uh, so, so be sure to check check that out here. Of course, also you can go to 411mania.com and check out all their stores. Of course, everything, not just in wrestling, mind you, but everything from movies and TV to music, also wrestling, also, I believe, video games and also stores, things in MMA. Be sure to check all that out here today. No, indeed. Let's see. Let's read. Let's see what some of the stories are that we currently have here, of course, on track. Jeremy Thomas brings our brings some WB news out here today. As apparently there's a new trademark filed for The Undertaker, plus a promo for the return of Total Divas. Of course, we we always thought that they, they never weren't going to use the term Divas in anything at all, but apparently, I guess this probably might be the only exception. But let's see. Let's see what we have right here. Uh, WWE has filed a new trademark for, for one of the Undertaker's key nicknames. PW Insider reports that the company filed the trademark, the Phenom. The dead man is advertised to appear at Crown Jewel on Halloween on October the 31st. E! Entertainment Television has also released a new promo for the return of Total Divas, of course, which is on, on here. As you check out the video on this page. The video features, of course, Ronda Rousey discussing her love of her castmates and more. The show returns for season nine on October the 2nd at 10 p.m., of course, on E! Entertainment Television. Uh, 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 let me see here. Uh, let's see here. Uh, okay, an AEW story here will bring you here, folks. And some of these might be from yesterday as well, so I'll let you know. But that's okay, because there's a lot of these that we did not really read at all yesterday. Uh, <clears throat> uh, of course, this came out yesterday from Jeremy Thomas. But let's go ahead and read this story right here. As, of course, Cody says, AEW TV show was almost called Revolution. And also, Brandy Rhodes wants more women working behind the scenes. Cody and Brandy Rhodes spoke with Pro Wrestling Sheep for a new interview discussing the launch of AEW Dynamite next week and more, and here highlights of the video below. On the AEW Dynamite name, they said, we tested other names. My favorite of the other names was Revolution, but they kept using the trailer where I was saying Revolution. So it was a selfish choice, choice and I knew it was a selfish choice, and Matt Jackson, who I love dearly, just kept saying, I hate it, I hate it. Tony had in his mind the word Dynamite from a young age. I, I was always fine with Dynamite, but when I heard this explanation on it about how I got a bit of a retro feel and he wanted to reboot wrestling, retro feel means also when everybody was watching wrestling, I thought, yeah, that actually makes a lot of sense, and I've liked it ever since. And, of course, ladies and gentlemen, we were always fearful in the radio network that we would have to change our name because, as you know, our main show is called Revolution. So, Brandy Rhodes, I'm wanting to get more women working behind the scenes. Brandy says, one thing I've wanted to see change in wrestling, the wrestling seems to be slower than everything else that I know in entertainment as far as progressive. I'm not sure why that is, 
the women behind the scenes of wrestling don't really exist. So this role is paramount for that reason, and, and that showcases that there's another one of us that are, that are existing and making decisions and being pinnacle parts of the building of a company. There should be more. There, there are a lot more smart women that are involved in the wrestling business as wrestlers or people who want to be involved behind the scenes that want to have executive roles. I want to see that start to change, and I want to see that start to change some of the other women that are currently in wrestling and are currently in wrestling in executive roles. Aren't your, and of course, aren't your, um, I'm sorry. I think I got a little bit ahead of myself here. Sorry about that. There are a lot more smart women that are involved in the wrestling business as wrestlers or people who want to be involved behind the scenes that want to have executive roles. I want to see that start to change. And I want to see that start to change much more rapidly. But here's what I have to say. Ladies, we can't eat. We can't eat our, we can't eat our own, she added. If we're always eating our own, we're, we're not going to make progress. If myself or some of the other women that are currently arrested in, in, in executive roles aren't your favorite, that's okay. Don't beat that to a pulp where nobody wants to hear it. Just keep working towards what you, what you do want to see, and that's the way we overcome these things. Cody on what he wants to change, and Cody said approaching this from a very sports-centric approach, the league itself, the standings, the win and losses mattering. The title is holding a lot of stake. If you look at other sports, African-Americans are dominating the sports, dominating the NBA, dominating the NFL. How come that hasn't made its way to wrestling? If that makes any sense, just something I noticed the other night, and I'm thinking to myself, we just don't want to check a box. They're out there. And right away, I thought, I'm so happy that we have a guy like Scorpio Sky, who's an absolute stud of an athlete, my beautiful wife. We have Kia, of course, awesome Kong. You know, I just think it's important that because wrestling – was a certain way doesn't mean it always has to be that way forever. It is changing, and there's so many loud voices that try to get it from changing. But it's going to change. It changed from when Harley Race was the first guy taking a backdrop to St. Louis to now. It's going to change. They were mad at Harley Race then, and they're mad at private party for doing high spots now. But it's going to change, and we have and we have to be ready for that. The audience is changing. The product is changing. And the video, of course, right here is on. So we'll definitely have to wait. So like I said, you want to check that out. Like I said, Wrestling Sheet Radio has got their video on this on the under the story. If you want to check, definitely want to check that out there. There indeed. Um, let's see a couple more stories here. We'll a couple more stories here. We'll bring you. Uh, sorry about that here, folks. Just trying to get. Uh, This is one I actually, there's a couple more here we'll, we're going to mention here to you. Uh, this is one I actually kind of noticed here a little while ago. Uh, Jeremy Thomas brought the story out yesterday. It's apparently Seth Rollins has apparently deactivated his Twitter account. Uh, let's see what this, let's see what this is. Let's see what this is all about right here. Seth Rollins appears to have deactivated his Twitter account. Ron's account went inactive on Friday evening, showing on mobile devices. Of course, it's on this page if you want to look at it. Searching the account on desktops comes up, but this account doesn't exist. Try searching for another. There's no indication of why Ron's account was deleted, though he recently had an exchange with Sasha Banks that garnered a lot of attention. Obviously, Ron's tweets are not available right now, but the gist is that after Ron said, this is a match I've been looking forward to my entire life, 
The fact that I'm defending the Universal title on the hashtag Raw season premiere against at Rey Mysterio in 2019 is mind-boggling. Even six days out from hashtag HIEC for sale and sale and at WWE Bray Wyatt. I'll empty the tank for one of the greatest ever. Thanks, Monty, with a similar one regarding Lexa Bliss. He replied, this is a match I've been looking forward to as much as every other match you've ever had, a.k.a. not at all. Luckily for me, you'll undeliver like you always do and continue to wonder why you're not in more main events. Whether you, that had anything to do with his account being deactivated or not, apparently it is, apparently it's not, it's not clear at this time. Okay, so, so hopefully, hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, there'll be more details about it. But apparently, like I said, if you want to tweet text uh, Seth Rollins, I guess right now you're not able to do it because it, it, it's it's not active. So there you go. So we hopefully you'll be able to get that back up and running here again soon. And one more story we'll bring here before we close out tonight. Jeremy Thomas brings us our story right here. As Jerry Lawler says, raw commentary spot is his as long as he wants to do it. And, of course, as you know, we've been talking about uh, J.D. Wallace's speed on that this week as to who the Raw and SmackDown commentary teams are going to be. Um, of course, they got two two young guys here, of course, want to take that over here. But, of course, my personal opinion, I mean, I'm sure these gentlemen are really, really talented. But, like I said, I mean, they need to have somebody well-established in there along with it to kind of help it. Sync, my personal opinion, I feel Jerry Lawler, I feel, is is, is that person to do so. J Jerry Lawler spoke with commercial appeal during his return to the Raw broadcast booth starting next week. Lawler, who's doing commentary with Dio Madden and Vic Joseph, discussed how he was offered a chance to come back and how long he'll be in the booth. Here are some highlights. On being offered the spot on Raw, Jerry Lawler said, I got a call about it Tuesday morning from Kevin Dunn. He said, I got a proposition for you. Maybe good news and maybe bad news. He knows I don't like to travel a whole lot anymore. But that was the bad part. I said, what's the good part? He said, we would like to have you back on Raw. He told me it's for however long I want to do it, so that sealed the deal. On teaming up with Vic Joseph and Dio Madden, Jerry Waller says, it was Paul Hammond's idea to put Vic and Dio on Raw. Apparently, what I was told, Vince McMahon said, you can, can't throw these two young guys on our flagship show. Call King. That's how it happened. On return to the commentary booth, Jared Lawler says, all I've been able to think about is what Vince told me when I first started over 25 years ago. It's live TV. Nothing can go wrong. I feel real confident it'll be like riding the bike. I'll treat it exactly the way I always have, like I'm watching the show in my living room with my neighbor. The name of the company is World Wrestling Entertainment, and I've always thought the commentators are an important part of the entertainment. So there you have it there, folks. As we see Jared Lawler return to Raw for the first time in a long time as he uh, gets back there in the booth alongside, of course, Dio Madden and Vic Joseph this starting this coming Monday night. So I'll be very interested to see what all happens with that. In the meantime here, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you very much for listening to here tonight's episode. <clears throat> and one seven, let's see, let me make sure I have that. Uh, yes, 174. Of WWS Power Hour here for, for the night. Uh, Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw saying, you know, by all means, thank you for listening. Uh, be sure to check out, we'll have WWS this morning on tomorrow morning sometime here. Uh, uh, we're looking at possibly sometime between 8 or 9 o'clock tomorrow morning. 
as we'll be bringing you, of course, tomorrow's wrestling history and birthdays and a couple of quick uh, wrestling and a couple of quick wrestling news stories. So we'll probably only be on, be on for a few moments, but sure. But, but by all means, please feel free to, like I said, listen in on if you care to do so. Uh, also, <clears throat> be sure to check out, of course, Perpetual Uniquity on eBay ebay.com forward slash str forward slash perpetual uniquity of course that's spelled p-e-r-p-u-t-a-l u-n-i-q-u-i-t-y internet retail for the eternally distinctive individual of course ladies and gentlemen don't forget of course like there's some great deals going on right now even as we speak more stuff being added on i'm sure from just about every day be sure to check it out here today and once again that is perpetual uniquity also ladies and gentlemen do not forget uh bulldog dvd sales and variety Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sales variety. Where we still have, of course, a great selection of DVDs, of course. Uh, Labor time from sports to music, from wrestling. <clears throat> uh, um, let's see. Sports, music, wrestling, and, of course, all your uh, different seasons of, of course, some of your favorite TV shows of all time. Also, of course, ladies and gentlemen, movies galore here, of course. Uh, uh, everything from science fiction to horror to drama to comedy to action adventure, children's and other animated movies. Uh, more to come here, of course, hopefully here very, very soon. So be sure to check that out here indeed. Uh, of course, our ongoing special going on through through the end of the year. So be sure to definitely check that out. Uh, and you know you might find you might find something that somebody might enjoy to have like for the holidays or something. So be sure to check that out here, of course, as Every single DVD Blu-ray listed on the page here to this day is still worth $1. So be sure to check that out here today. <clears throat> and, of course, take it from the Iceman, Jared DiGiolamo. Of course, he's bought five of those, and all in all, all are in excellent condition. So be sure to check that out. Uh, of course, ask him about how, how good or how good, good quality these DVDs are. And I swear to you, you will not be disappointed in that. Power Hour 174 is a broadcast on the WWS Radio Network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio Network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling and pop culture connection. Be sure to, like I said, join us tomorrow morning for WWS Power Hour for a quick rundown of, of course, things going on here, uh, uh, wrestling history and birthdays, and a couple quick wrestling stories for Fall of the Mania tomorrow. Um, and of course, tomorrow night we'll have, of course, do our very best to get that promo out there so you can have, so we can let you know what will be taking place here, of course, in the radio network here this coming week. Since 2015, ladies and gentlemen, your source for everything in the world of wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the WCWS radio network. Mr. WCWS Chad Henshaw signing off, saying thanks very much for listening, and we'll talk at you here uh, coming up here tomorrow morning and also this week. Take care and God bless and enjoy the rest of your weekend, folks.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.